Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the service has been great. And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. ba da ba ba Ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move on my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Today, we are going for the ninth time in the lowdown history around the association. Uh, hitting NBA and WNBA, a lot of things within both of those. Um, and, and one that actually happened today, some real-time stuff. BJ probably hasn't seen it, but I'll toss it his way in real time and get his reactions. Uh, and, of course, play some with it or quit it from Mr. Beach. Then it's going to shift over to me for the next episodes. And we have to make up for a drastic error in, in last week's episode. Uh in the well, fact that somehow I remembered to put executive of the year in our awards, but forgot the coach of the year. And somehow in talking about Cheryl Reeve and her being my executive of the year, didn't, didn't pop in my either. head that I needed to talk about the coaches. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought about asking, but I was like, well, I mean, he, he should know. I, I thought he would remember. If, I was like, well, coach oh well. of the year. Let's just get it out of the way really quick, BJ. Coach Tebow in Washington. I had Becky Hammond in Vegas, so I really buy high on this Vegas team. So let's see if, if uh, you know if it can uh, if it can go her way and, and she can be rewarded as a first year coach and being coach of the year. Yes, indeed. We'll see. Aces did slip up to those mystics yeah, recently. Yeah, I saw that. We'll, we'll get into some of that later when we hit WNBA. Uh, but let's kick things off with NBA and those playoffs going on, BJ. Nobody has advanced just yet. By the no. time people listen to this podcast, that may not be the case because we have three teams that have three wins in their matchup, Phoenix, Miami, mm-hmm. and Golden State. So yeah. they could finish things off before people listen to this episode when it comes out on podcast uh, platforms. But, I think the only one that could wrap things up – well, no, actually, I'm wrong. Sorry. Go ahead. Let's start where we always start, in the East. These guys at the top, Miami Heat, number one seed, Philadelphia 76ers, number four seed. 
Um, BJ, this has been an let's let's go with interesting series. Yeah. But you know, Embiid missing the early part wasn't helpful mm-hmm. for the team. Harden only having you know one Harden game isn't really going to help things no. out. And and you know the Heat are playing like they want to get back to the finals again. Yes. And uh, you know Joel Embiid with his injuries and him getting hit in the face again recently in uh, game five in a route by the Miami mm-hmm. Heat. Um, you know, BJ, what's what's the percentage? I don't know. It's 80-something. Whether whether it's 81 or it's 89 or it's 84, 80-anything 80 80 anything is really good, really good. So 80% mm-hmm. success rate for the team that wins game five, wins that series. You know, yeah. I don't see – Philly coming back from this one, especially against Miami, who's well healthy and tooled. Um, so now this one looks like it could be a wrap here in Philly. I, I I think it's something like 85, and I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I, I know which one, which stat you're talking about. Um, it is unfortunate because you know before the postseason started, I I had a you know. I had enough faith in this Philadelphia team when fully healthy that they could make a run to the conference final. I thought they might be able to pull off an upset. That was before Embiid got hurt. And, you know, they just not having him, they didn't have, you know, enough to defeat Philly or to defeat Miami uh, at home in games one and two, they got him back and, and defended the home court in game three and four. And then, you know, like you said, he got hit again in game five and uh, they just, they've got to win on the road drew and, and you will talk about that in, in another series here uh, later on in this episode, but uh, Philly could defend the home court again and, and take it all the way to seven, but they've not given me a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of confidence in the, their ability to even keep it relatively close in Miami thus far. No, cause you know, the rate they're scoring is so up and down inconsistent. You know, mm-hmm. Miami had one, dud game in game three where they didn't even get 80 points but other than that you know they're putting up you know 106 at least in each game so far and you know that's what they're averaging for the series is 106 um and you know philly only getting 99 a game that's not going to get it done against you know a team like miami and that just shows what miami's doing to a team like philly um but yeah this is this is i don't think this is the team that can force a game seven um you know just not you know one accidental you know bump off an elbow ball to the face mb's you know he's done you know one incidental contact mb face he's done you know and that's the guy that's going to get you over the hump it's not hardened it's never been hardened it never will be hardened it's not going to be hardened and the only way you get out of this is if joel Embiid can absolutely dominate at home in game six and somehow chug this along to a game seven where they would probably eventually lose anyway. Yeah. I, I so, think in order for them to get it back to Miami, no, not only does Embiid not need to have a good game, but you need uh maxi to be performing like he did yeah. early in the Toronto series. I haven't seen him have that kind of a performance ever since this second round series has started. Well, it's like, it's like the drastic drop off. When it comes to Maxi, I mean, he just wasn't, you know, meant to be in this situation. 
yet you know mm-hmm. like he's a good player but like he doesn't need to be carrying the shoulder of essentially uh the second option right now or yeah. even no. a 2b because you know harden should be taking care of that no problem yeah maxi should be just scoring with ease and what he gets is just like when they double team harden yeah, yeah you know like the kevin love buckets that he used to mm-hmm. get in cleveland but you know not just all in the first quarter mostly <laughs> like what his used to be but <laughs> yeah, I mean, Harden's just got to make it easier. I mean, for the series, you know, his numbers, when you look at it on paper, they're not bad. You know, 19.6 uh, points per game, seven rebounds, just short of seven assists. You know, normally not bad, but no. that's James Harden, you know? Yeah. Only 19 a game, and I believe he did something like that in the first round, too. I mean, he's not – I mean, and the dude's talking about he doesn't have any pressure on him, doesn't feel any pressure. I mean, like, well, why not? You haven't done anything. You haven't won anything. Why is there no pressure? Like, you're supposed to be one of the top five guards in NBA history. Um, yeah. You're you're down three two in a series where you really haven't shown that you can take up, you know, step up into that leader role when Embiid goes down, as, as opposed to a complimentary role. Because Bubba James Harden, if if you don't get a ring, there's no way you pass D Wade in all time conversations. You've got enough of a battle with Jerry West for the fourth spot, so. And I mean, who's to even say that right now, you know, it would only be because of his MVP, maybe in some people's mind that he's over Drexler. So, I mean, he's got things to prove still. I mean, he does not, not in his mind, but you know, he still does, but Harden could be content right now. You know, he's been an MVP, you know, plenty of times, all-star, you know, got plenty of money, Mm -hmm. um, on the NBA 75 team, I mean, he could be good. Well, know, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, I, 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 he could be, yeah, but what ultimate, you know, what, what more does he have to keep playing for then is the question. Because if you don't have that competitive drive, if you're perfectly content with what you've accomplished already, then why keep playing if you're not going for that ultimate goal of, you know, a championship? If you're not trying to get a ring, what is there? still to do then if you think you have done enough to be in that conversation already why keep playing i mean what what's it gonna do for you you know long term besides just more money or you know more stats or whatever that well i'll tell you what bj i hope they win because every time well you know they've been playing on the same night as the mavs series has been playing mm-hmm. so when the mavs or so when the when the 76 was lost mavs lost Seven Sixers won. Mavs also won that night. So I need the Sixers to start off right so Mavs can carry that momentum into winning game six on Thursday. It's it's more so because both teams have been at home versus on the road, I feel like. Yeah. Don't don't rain on my parade, BJ. Okay. Don't don't do that. Uh you're you're getting into that little superstitious territory. I need to go yeah. ahead and remind you to change your underwear. So yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> Moving on to a very beautiful series uh, that has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee and Boston. It is not one of those home team win games. It is winning whenever they feel like it. I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah. Winning without Middleton, um, the Bucks have been able to do, but then they lost as well. Um, I don't know if Middleton's going to be back. You know, you know, we're recording this today. When y'all hear it, it'll be two days after this game five and probably a game seven. Yeah, game seven uh, will be – or sorry, game six will be when you hear this. Friday night, yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
You know, this could go either way, man. It's been a really interesting series. Jason Tatum hasn't scored, you know, at the rate he usually does. Only averaging 22.5 in this series. Yeah. And Giannis is dominating in this series. Averaging a near triple-double, PJ. Almost a monster triple-double. 32-13-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Ah, Just dominating. Wow, can't, can't, can't be contained whatsoever. But they have had trouble scoring a little bit uh, without Chris. They... They, just like Philly, are not scoring 100 a game in this series. But, you know, they didn't expect to not have Chris either. So they're in a bit of a predicament. Um, We'll have to – I'm going to take a check at the injury report real quick. So let's see. What time is it right now? Okay. A 1.30 report. Let's check. Bucks. Middleton is out again. Left knee. MCL sprint. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be missing him for game five as well so he's out again they've been able to get one without him but bj can they keep winning without him yes i think so i i so i don't know if it's tonight but i still have enough confidence let me expand my question then can they win the series without him again yes i think they can wow Uh, okay Maybe it's just me. I'm not. I, I'm not a firm buyer in this Boston team. I haven't been really? since the postseason started. And oh, man. you know, I mean, even I think when they beat the Nets in five, you weren't a believer. They swept the Nets, and I'm. I still. Am oh, not, sorry, sweet. My bad. Yeah, that I, was my prediction. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I, I still. I. I don't know what happened in that series. I think that that was one of those that you know Brooklyn. It was more like self-inflicted as opposed to really you know, losing to Boston. And, you know, I I will say I've got to give credit to Boston because they are – so we had day one of the uh, second round started off with both the Warriors and the Bucks winning on the road. Ever since then, the only team to win a road game was Boston game four just a couple uh, nights ago. That's the only – every other team in the second round so far has defended home court. And – and, and played a little, you know, this versus that kind of uh, in terms of how the series is going. So, you know, it's it's good for Boston that they were able to get that road win because now that does shift the home court back in their favor. That being said, I, I still just – I'm not a big buyer in this Boston team. I haven't been, and I think that even if it takes seven, I still think – that I like Milwaukee going into the garden and winning that seventh game uh, in Boston. I, I'm not that big into Boston this year. I think that, you know, you've got Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year. Sure, yes, he's good. But he's not down there in the paint trying to stop Giannis and keep him out of there. Now, if they, you know, are able to to make Giannis have an off game, which – that I haven't seen that yet. Giannis is is in that role where he's got to find somebody else to help when they try to double team. Then that's where you could get, you know, Marcus Smart shining out on the wing, perhaps. But I still think that Milwaukee can win the series even without Chris Middleton. BJ, you got a lot of faith in the Milwaukee Bucks. I think I you do. want them to just run the table and just all the way through and just get it all. Well, I mean, that was my before the postseason. I picked them to repeat against the Suns, and I mean, I still think that you know they'll find a way. I think that um, you know, I I think this team has that you know competitive you know edge. 
yeah, they they got they've got that desire, that fire to to get back there and do it again. And oh. I know that the, that's what's fueling the Suns in terms of helping them to try to get back because they want that sense of revenge. Fire and desire is a Drake song. I should have turned that on before you finished talking. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, unlike you, BJ, I don't have as much faith in the Bucks without Chris. I have mm-hmm. faith that they could possibly force it to seven. Mm-hmm. I think they have a chance to get one more. And I think that is at home um, and not let Boston close it out. But I don't yeah. think they can. I don't think they can finish it in Boston. Uh, I think they need Chris. You know, he's that go-to last second guy to get that bucket. You know, without him, you know it's probably going to Giannis, and you live with it going to Drew or anybody else. Um, so as long as you just kind of protect the rim there, you force Giannis to shoot something. Um, you kind of live with the results for the most part. Um, but you know, Chris is a whole different dynamic yeah. when he's out there. You know, he's that go-to guy at the end of the game uh, to shoot one if you need something from distance or you can't get into the paint. But I, I don't think they could get over the hump without him. Um, You're going to have to get somebody might... like a Drew Holiday to step up. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, Drew's going to have to have, you know, they hit the game of the series to get them over a Game 7 situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just think it's too tough uh, for them. You know, they could use the additional help, and Boston's fully loaded. Um, I think this is the time Boston finally makes their way to those conference finals and the, uh, they take down defending champs while they're a little bit hurt. It's they certainly don't. possible. It's it's going to be exciting to watch. I will say that. It's been a good series so far. If they don't, then Boston's got to – I don't know. I almost feel like they have to blow it up. Or like I, don't, I don't think one so. One of the I superstars mean... has to go, which would be Jalen Brown. But they don't want to do that. But they would. It's just not working, you know. Well, they keep well, trying it year in and year out. They're good, you know. Sometimes they're not as good, and then they are really competitive, like they are right now. You know, really competitive, like they were when they played Cleveland years ago. But they can't get over the hump. You know, it's like the Indiana Pacers that were facing LeBron's mm-hmm. Miami Heat. They yeah. can't do it. So I mean, something's yeah. got to give, and something eventually gave with Indiana and. When's that time going to come for Boston? Because they're not going to be any better than they are right now. You got I, I a think... defensive player of the year. You got a really good stud defense in the you know team overall. Jason Tatum, one of the better two-way players in the league. Jalen Brown, a budding two-way player in yeah. this league. Uh, Al Horford, kind of reviving himself right now in the playoffs, helping things out, mm-hmm. making it easier. This is it. Like, and you've got a team, the defending champs, who are missing their second-best player. And you can't if you can't get by these guys right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Maybe it's just I, me, but I, I see your it. I see your point. But I mean, I also will give you this. This is you know year one for their head coach, and he's already got them in this spot. You don't expect him <sighs> to be able to try to steer them back and and get them over that hump if they don't do it this year. Well, I mean, you're, I know you're not going to maybe necessarily expect the same production from like Horford and, and, and some of those guys. But Well, here's the thing. I'm afraid it's going to end up just like, you know, Brad Stevens is, you know, he thinks he can get him back. You know, they falter some more years and then he bails out. And, you yeah. know, Ime is a good, good coach and everything mm-hmm. like that. But you're not going to be able to keep this unit together unless you do some winning with it. So if yeah. you get past this hump and say you lose in the Eastern conference finals, I don't think you break it up, but I, I think you have to get there to, 
to not have a need to shake things up somewhere, you know, just to make it different. Like, you know, Tatum's the guy and you have a defensive player of the year over here in Marcus, the first guard to get it since Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. You want to keep that nucleus, even though previously in the past you wanted to trade Marcus, you probably don't now. No. And, you know, <laughs> Jalen can get you some assets, um, you know, depending on what you can do with that is, yeah. I guess, whether you break it up or not, no matter what. Now, do um, we do we credit uh, Marcus for, you know, is is it him improving his player? Is he now in that system where he's been able to show off his defensive skill set? I think both. Okay. Because he's he's always been primarily known as a good defender, and you know, mm-hmm. I was campaigning for wanting him in Dallas this offseason. Yeah. And uh, you know, the system does help, and the overall team defense does help, but it's just you know it's it's got to be more Marcus than anything for a guard to get it for the first yeah. time since Gary Payton. So yeah. it's just, you know what he brings, you know, each and every night. And, you know, he's the true, you know, epitome in this league right now of three and D, mm-hmm. um, you know, could be a little more efficient, but whatever, but still obviously the best defending guard and could still shoot that ball. Um, but uh, you know, that's the type of nucleus you kind of want to work with. Yeah, um, absolutely. So you know, I, I hope Boston can get past them just because, like, you're not going to have a better opportunity than this. Than yeah, this right I, I, and it'll be interesting to watch. This has been a good series uh, thus far, and and I'm excited to see what emerges. I think I I just something in my gut is telling me that you know the Bucks will find a way even yeah. without Milton. Now, I mean, maybe they get him back for Game Six if they can find a way to steal one on the road here in Game Five for the second time in the series and they get Milton back for, for game six, it could end, it could end in game six. <sighs> All right. I BJ. mean, maybe nobody wants to see that, but it's possible. <laughs> well, BJ, tell you something I don't want to see. It's, it's this next series ending six. Uh, Cause maps are down three, two to the Phoenix suns. Uh, Phoenix is doing a lot of things better than Dallas mm-hmm. um, and they're doing it more consistently than we yeah. are. You know, our, our point differential at home in our two wins was more than their point differential at home and their two wins uh, before game five. Mm-hmm. But when that man, they, we had an, an all time bad third quarter and they end up blowing us out uh, in Phoenix. And yeah, you know, I think I thought Dallas would kind of keep rolling this momentum, steal one here, you know, whether they lose in Phoenix or not, or they can finish it in six. You know, they know that they can win it, win in Phoenix again, possibly. But, you know, that's kind of demoralizing. Yeah, um, I, I'm the not last sure. Two times you were in Phoenix, you got blown out by 20 and 30 points. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened from uh, how well they were playing in game two. And even – you know, in the first half of game five last night, and then that third quarter was just, it It was like going to a major fast food chain that won't be named to induce vomiting. Like, good Lord, that was bad. Um, it's, I, I don't know what the, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. Something about Dallas when they, they play in Phoenix. Uh, I'm looking for stat now. Uh, if I find it, I'll, I'll bring it back up. But I I can't tell you the last time that 
I mean, it's been probably at least three or four years since the last time Dallas has won in Phoenix, maybe even longer than that. The last time Dallas won a meaningful game in Phoenix was game five of the Western Conference Finals in 2006. I thought that was in Dallas, not in Phoenix. Oh, sorry, in Dallas. Yeah. My bad, in Dallas. That's all good. I mean, you can look and, you know, I mean, you just, Phoenix, I should say. yeah, I, I get that. Uh, you know, Phoenix has won 19 out of the past 28 meetings against the Mavericks. It's it's just one of those things like, you know, I mean, Oof. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, they haven't. They didn't. Tonight, weird thing. Yeah. Remember how we, we I believe we've mentioned this before, just how bad, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how bad Phoenix is, how good or bad we are, how good or bad either team is. They always beat us for whatever reason. So Ever the Maverick Mavericks years. last win, Mavericks last win in Phoenix was at the beginning of the 2019 season at the end of November. That was probably a close win. 120 to 113, so similar. Yeah, 7 points. Yeah. Yeah, but right now in this series, we're again being out-rebounded, which we kind of expected. We're not a rebounding team, um, aside from Luka, rebounding guy, uh, and I'm getting on the break. But, you know, we're being – like they're they're destroying us in the assist category too, and Chris Paul is not even having, you know, a great series. You know, he hasn't yeah. shot a free throw in the last three games, which yeah. is the first time in his career that's happened. I saw that stat earlier today. Shout out ESPN Stats and Info for the nugget there. but. You know, Dallas has just got to – we've got to amp it up. Like, we're going to have to have another night like we had uh, in game four mm. uh, and really just kind of shoot the lights out, you know. Got to yeah. start nailing some shots. Got to put up points and, and put pressure on them. You know, defensively, uh, you know, we can hold ourselves. But once we start making mistakes on offense and, you know, they turn defense into offense on us, then, you know, we're just you – know, we're on our heels. And, you know, they they have the potential as being one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league, to run away with that. Yeah, uh, and Drew, Drew, some, Drew, somebody else has got to step up. When you're getting 49 from Doncic and Brunson and you get 31 from the rest of the team, you're not going to win games. You're yeah. not going to win games without somebody else stepping up. Where is Dorian Finney-Smith in this, you know, game five with eight points? You didn't get anything out of – Reggie Zero Bullock, points from uh, the, Reggie Bullock, yeah. for five. Uh, 35 minutes of cardio. Dwight yeah. Powell had added nothing. Maxi Kleber had one three-pointer made, and he had four. Bertans actually had double digits. He had oh, ten. And let's not even talk about how atrocious Spencer Dinwiddie has been. Been literally irrelevant in this series, but a guy that can dribble the ball for you. Man's not mm-hmm. getting anything done, not being efficient, can't buy baskets, finishing games like three for ten regularly. And it's just embarrassing out there because we were we were patting him on the back and, you know, lifting him up on our shoulders initially so much because he had a few good moments and he's just been poo yeah. in the playoffs, especially since. And it's I mm, it's hard to even it's hard to talk nicely about him now because he's not doing anything for you lately. And yeah. that's what it's about. What have you done for me lately? And Spencer Dinwiddie, he's not doing anything but getting cardio for you lately and being a nice little teammate. He's being a, a Sterling Brown right now who gets minutes and is yeah. shooting way too much for as much as he can't buy a basket right now. My, um, minus six in game five, minus two yeah. in game four when they won. 
And in game three where they won, he was also minus six. So that's minus 14 the past three games. I could go yeah. back even further if you want. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I know he hasn't been doing well. And it's yeah. just the craziest thing is he's not finding other ways to be effective. He just keeps yeah. trying to shoot and it's not, not doing anything. Like, and get have defensive, to, you know. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to remind me because I've been uh, preoccupied. I haven't been able to watch as much of him, his defensive highlights here in this series as as I've wanted to. How has he looked defensively? Because I know that was a big reason for the trade. He's looked about it. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you heard that, but if that is a true part of the reasoning we got him, that they don't that they don't know who Spencer Dinwiddie is. He's not a defender like that. Um, and so he's been pretty average. I mean, most anybody that um, is a scorer on their team could take him to the basket, I yeah. think. Um, so he's been pretty mid. I mean, the only thing that you can kind of clap your hands for in this series is Devin Book is only averaging uh, 26.8 points a game. I mean, yeah. and Chris Paul not shooting a free throw the past three games, and you coming out two and one in those games. Yeah. Um, other than that, there's a lot to work on. You know, Luca's being yeah. Luca. You know, no matter who you put on him, he's still going to average 30 in a stinking series. Um, but, you know, they've got to get the scoring tuned up because one they have the most they scored in this series was in game one, in 114. And the Suns have scored 120 twice. Yeah. So it's time time to put some points on the board, put pressure on them, and force a game seven and win at home. Because yeah. I don't want to watch a loss at home. I'm 4-0 in the last four Mavericks home games, and I want to stay undefeated. All right? Well, you're not, you, you not going to game six, though, right? I am, I'm thinking about going to game six. Okay. I remember we talked about a couple weeks back that if they did – play game six you wouldn't be able to make it so i, I didn't know i want to double check with you on well, that. plans are plans have changed okay I, changed. I hope i hope hope you can go i hope they win for you i do want to mention real quick and i'm not going to take more than a, a little bit i just wanted to say you know it's just demoralizing as a fan when you've got local media criticizing uh you know the the play of of uh of the Mavericks at home and attributing one of their wins to the officiating being for Dallas. I I think that, you know, in, in game four, they, they said that the referees were able to serve up some home cooking. And, and I mean, I completely disagree. Yeah. Chris Paul fouling out. One of those fouls was iffy, you know, the Larry David eh, sound, but the reason the Mavericks won that game four is not because Chris Paul fouled out. It's because the Suns couldn't do a dadgum thing to stop the three-point shooting. They yeah. made 20 plus three-pointers. Well, you're not uh, going to win too many games. Exactly they made exactly 23 pointers. Well, you're not going to win too many postseason games if your opponent is hitting 23 pointers. Mother's Day that's, Massacre Part 2. That's the reason why the Mavericks were able to win that game. And it, you know, maybe if Chris Paul had been out there, you know, guarding, they might not have made 23 pointers, but it certainly, they certainly made a a lot of them, uh, even when he was out on the court. So, and as far as uh, those threes, you know, that barrage was crazy, by the way. Um, but in that game, in the officiating you're you're talking about, you know, it started off with an atrocious no call on Luca, 
mm -hmm. know, so how, I mean, the official set the and tone. And then he got a tech, right? You know, going the other yeah. way, and I, I believe it, yeah, he got teed up for it. Yeah, mm -hmm. he did. He did, actually. Um, so, like, I mean, the worst call of the game was that call against our players. So, I mean, how yeah. can you say the officiating is, you know, on our yeah. side when that type of call yeah. and it's and it's foul. And it's not like it's a national media writer or anything like that. It's a local, like, you know, I mean, you might, might think that, yeah, officiating may have had a part in it, but to actively say, to discredit the win and saying that it was officiating helped as a local writer. I mean, that whoever that was, and I'm not going to name the, the publication or, or anything like that, because if you're interested, there's ways that you can find out. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those that it's almost like, are you trying to get yourself run out of town? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know here. Well, <laughs> moving on to our last series on this NBA side. Um, BJ, this is not how I expected this to go, but I didn't expect the superstar to get hurt either. No. That's the only reason it's kind of going, it's tipping the way it is, because it would have been a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. if, he was healthy these past two games on the road. Yeah. But 3-1 series lead for Golden State. We know about Steph Curry and company and 3-1 leads, though. Um, but how, <laughs> however, however, yeah. um, John Morant is listed out for tonight. Yeah, and, and I think with uh, with Jaw being out, it's it's uh, I think it's a wrap, Drew. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be a whole lot different, as you mentioned, if they had him. But even still, without him in, in game four, they were competitive. They were close. And, and it just came down to making some shots late in the game. That might have been the difference for, for the Memphis Grizzlies if they had been able to win that game four. But without him, I just – they may not – they may win game five at home just to extend the series even without Jaw. But I, I can't imagine them winning it in in uh, in San Francisco in Game Six. I think they're oh. done. And I and I had Golden State beating Memphis just because of that edge in playoff experience. I didn't expect Jaw to get hurt, but I I had Golden State winning before the the series started. I I was not wanting it to be like this though. You know, you wanted this series to be you know a kind of a, a glimpse into what the future is going to look like with with this Memphis team and how they could be well primed to be that next golden state that's winning titles here in the next couple of years. And, and, you know, it, I, I drew the comparison of remember the, I think it was maybe the West semis in 2014 between golden state and San Antonio, San Antonio mm. one and seven. And, and they went, went on to win the title that year. I, yeah. I made that comparison because then right after that, you see golden state pop up and win boom, three of the next four. Mm. Yeah, it's a good one, and it's almost – I don't remember. Did Curry stay healthy in that series, or did he roll his ankle in that one? I feel like that was his last ankle situation. I um, but Yeah, now that, is, now that you're saying that, I think you're right. I think he did miss or was not 100% in that series, but they still were able to, I think, fight and get it to seven. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that just draws the parallel even, even more. Even more so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, star point guard gets hurt in the midst of a series or isn't 100% in this series. Now, they lose to, you know, a more experienced team that's been mm -hmm. there, done that. You know, could could be the, the writing on the wall of, you yeah. know, Memphis starting to, you know, be 
in championship conversations more often than not and you know would be a real turnaround for a franchise that has never even seen a championship yeah it would it would definitely be for for memphis they they're in that position now where they're they're still just the window is opening but it's not their time just yet and okay. i think with with jaw you know going down it 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 further cements that hey you know this is a good nucleus that you've got but let's bring in a vet somebody like the andre guadala that the warriors brought in to help them get over the hump and and get that edge and get into the you know the championship mindset of you know hey we can win this all we can win it all we've and got a, the talent to do it and uh, going back through them all a repicking of how the, how we think the series will finish Miami and Philly. I'm going Miami in six. Yeah. Um, as much as I want to give Philly a, another win at home, I don't know. I think they're done. All Miami right. Milwaukee versus Boston. Give me Boston in seven. Milwaukee in seven. All right. Phoenix and Dallas. Give me Dallas in seven. I'm sticking with my guns. Phoenix and seven. I want to be wrong though. Make make me make prove me wrong. Let me go on the record as, as wrong in this one, please. My heart is in my answer, and I don't want it to be, but it is. Uh, and last but not least, what we just talked about: Golden State and Memphis Warriors in five. Warriors in six. I'll, I'll give Memphis the the nod and win the home game, and then Golden State finishes it off at home. There you go. Because you know they're going to get three one questions today if they hadn't already, so uh, yeah. Golden State is. But, you know, that's how that goes. Unfortunate for the young Grizz who had a lot of promise this season. Ja just, you know, I'll, we always had that fear of Ja being such a high flyer that he was going to hurt his knee. Yeah. Somehow, somehow Westbrook avoided those injuries throughout his career, which is miraculous. Uh, that he did that, but Ja has had multiple instances now with the yeah. knee. Uh, and and they the were such line. a they were such a good team in the regular season, Drew, even without him, that you thought that the Grizzlies still might have that you know nonstop action that they were you know how they looked in the regular season without Ja. But I mean, the Warriors have just been clicking at a different gear ever since they got Curry back to start the postseason and the emergence of Jordan Poole. It's it's been it's been almost reminiscent of, of the KD Warriors, how well they're playing right now. KD Warriors? Almost. Ooh, I think man. when you've got when you've got, you know, Steph, when you've got Clay, now you've got a Jordan Poole that you can mix in there. And Draymond, you've got four talented playmakers that you can trust to get you big time shots. And if they're you know, and if somebody's double teamed and they can just swing the ball around like the Harlem Globetrotters until they find an open shot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. who's going to stop him? Yeah. Well, I mean, Clay's probably been shooting too much. He's been getting a little cold sometimes. Yeah. And Poole didn't make the three-pointer last night either. So, yeah. But, you know, they are very versatile. Yes. Um, 
like being Lee Murray, wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. That playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any of the teams, any of those that we just talked about for forever, to get $150 in free bets if they do. Yeah, Drew, are you looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? I am. With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like Mavericks winning in Game 6. How many three-pointers are you going to make? Let's say 16. And maybe the total rebounds that Luka Doncic is able to require over 10.5. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a Same Game Parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one of those legs doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew. We are through the opening weekend and into the first full week of WNBA action. And, I mean, you know, we can talk about some of the early season surprises so far. I mean, we, we don't necessarily have a whole lot on enough teams just yet to to get, you know, more than just a, a feel of how they played. But I don't know. I mean, maybe just because of how tough the schedule's been, but I didn't expect Minnesota to be 0-3 in the farewell tour for, uh, you know, oh gosh, why can I, Sylvia Fowles, I, my <laughs> brain, my brain just had a fart there. Brain farts. So, yeah. I, it's the worst time I'm telling you, but yeah, who would have expected her, her final season to start off with an 0 three mark for Minnesota to this point. Yeah. They've been really struggling. They haven't been able to, you know, get the point guard duties hashed out and a mm-hmm. uh, friend of mine, Ariel powers on the team is struggling early. I believe she was one for 10 last night. Still Ooh. had a relatively mm-hmm. slow uh, game two, I believe, uh, but really picked it up in the last one with that double, double 26 and 14, but she needs help. Uh, mm-hmm. Angel McCautry, her first game playing last night only had about six points. I believe so. I mean, she hasn't gotten into form. So, you know, once AP can start knocking down shots, you know, the Lynx will be able to win some games. But, you know, she's just, you know, she's off the mark right now, maybe feeling the pressure of having to be one of those top options. Uh, pretty much considered option number two right now with Collier gone uh, and, and fouls there, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Lynx just don't have, you know, the teams that they used to have, you know, the star power. So they're kind of working through some things, some bumps and bruises, trying to figure out their roster, uh, the point guard situation, especially. Um, But, you know, just, just got to have some, 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 uh, some contributors that you have on the team that, you know, can be bigger factors, be bigger factors for you, McCautry and, you know, AP just start knocking down shots. Mm. Um, 
So that's that's really the problem there. Hopefully they turn things around, but you know if you don't see any any progress here, you know, leading up into the start of the next week or the next time we we talk about this, then you know you worry for the Lynx this season and what what type of season they're going to have because you know by the time we're talking about this again, you know we'll you'll kind of have an idea who this team is. You can't really give them that in these first few games. Yeah. Um. So we'll just give it more of a sample size to take a look at. Uh, for the Minnesota Lynx, but yeah, there's yeah. been a, a a bunch of games going on so far. Opening weekend uh, was solid. It was a great start um, to everything. A lot of good matchups. You know, the <laughs> the first game went to overtime, so mm-hmm. that was cool. Uh, Sparks and Sky hit it off. The Sparks got their first win of the season, beating the defending champs. Uh, CP3 had a 25 and five game in that one. You know, Mystics. Have started off pretty well this season. EDD playing, I believe, every other game. Uh, 21 in the first game, and then I believe another 20-piece last night. Uh, Stewie and the Storm looking all right so far. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that, uh, you know, we can go through here, uh, uh, BJ. Um, mm-hmm. But what did you see from some of the opening weekend games? Uh, what, what surprised you, and, um, you know, what are you expecting? Well, I mean, I kind of was surprised, and and you can talk more about this being able to to see it in person. I I don't think I was quite expecting Ryan Howard immediately to to come out and and pay dividends for Atlanta and and winning their opener here in Dallas. I thought that we were going to see you know the Wings come out and and yeah, you're going to expect you know Howard to to have a good game and and to show off why she was the number one overall pick. But uh, you know, for the Wings, it was just you know, shoot 25, less than 25% shooting from the field and 21% from deep. It's, it's just, it wasn't a, a good straight shooting night for Dallas, I would imagine. And that, that ultimately was the difference. Yeah, that was, that was a tough game. You know, we're still, you know, missing two of our best players mm-hmm. and, you know, she was just kind of hashing out minutes and, you know, the teams, you know, already admitted that, you know, they didn't come ready to play in uh, a home opener. You know, like yeah. you would expect them to. Uh, you know, they've been motivated in practice. Just got off the Zoom actually just before we started this recording. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, glad we'll be able to talk about W uh, in that regard. Uh, me being available in these Zooms, but um, you know, they just laid an egg. You know, Enrique had a bad day. Um, you know, trying to score the basketball. I believe. Uh, I want to say that was when her her scoring streak came to an end. But it's just been. It was just a. a a tough day for her not being able to hit shots. And that team mostly still goes as she goes. So mm-hmm. um, you know, that's kind of how things ended up. It's not like Atlanta had a great day or anything like that. Yeah, no. Ryan Howard played well. Um, and you expect the number one pick to be effective uh, coming into this league. Um, but, you know, it's not that that she – I mean, she had a good night, uh, obviously. But the Atlanta didn't win that game. Dallas lost it. Um mm-hmm just couldn't hit shots. And, yeah. you know, when, when coach VJ had that first sub and she subbed in Mo Jeff at, at point, And then just shortly after, uh, brought four more in for an entirely new crew. When that entire new crew came in, that's when the, when the game shifted initially. And that's, that's when, you know, Atlanta built that 20 point lead that Dallas had to yeah. come back from, but it was, yeah. it was rough. Um, so, you know, Dallas plans to play better. They got, they got Tierra back. Um, you know, they'll be playing 
uh, the Mystics here tomorrow, I believe. So Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it Friday? No, it is Friday. I, yeah, it's I, Friday. Yeah, yeah they play Friday. Check. Wings yeah. play the Mystics on Friday. You know, they're undefeated so far. Yeah. They may or may not have uh, Natasha Cloud, depending on if she's out of protocols by then or not, in a couple of days. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But EDD is playing well so far, averaging 20 and 8 on the season. And her two uh, games she's played in are the Mystics three. Uh, Ace's Ace's loss to the Mystics without mm-hmm. Cloud was kind of surprising. Very surprising, yeah. That's um, what I was just about to say. Yeah, so it's been weird. Asia Wilson hasn't really gotten going yet this season, uh, only averaging 15 points per game in these three games. Um, there's a lot of good things to to look forward to. You know, Sabrina had a good opening game, um, but this, you know, the Storm are looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good things to to talk about, BJ. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What did I want to ask? Oh yeah, I was gonna bring up this tweet. Let me go ahead and do that right now. Okay. Um. There was a tweet made by a WNBA GM. Okay. And it was not so great. Um. Uh, just kind of making great. the league kind of look like charity. Here, this is this is uh, Dan Padover's replacement in Las Vegas, Natalie Williams. Okay. On Twitter, at NatWillBball. Traveled with the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Aces 12 hours commercial from Las Vegas to D.C. In all caps, let's have a conversation. Back to regular. If it costs $20 million to fly all WNBA teams charter for the season, what 20 millionaires can we get to donate to the cause? Tagged Elon Musk, tagged LeBron James, tagged Oprah, tagged Beyonce, tagged Delta, tagged Nike. Oh, and apparently now this tweet has been deleted because you probably got cooked for it. Looking yeah. stupid, making the league look like charity like that. Yeah. Um, just super embarrassing and awkward as, a, uh, as an owner so of a let- WNBA team. Let's or break not this. An owner, sorry, a general yeah. manager. Let's break this down because let's. I, I will say her intentions were not bad. The way she worded that, that's not great. But she does make a fair point that it, you know, and I, we've been talking. You and I have for a long time that there, it's ridiculous to expect you know these them to still travel you know commercial in in this day and age. But you know. Like you said, it's, you know, like you said, asking for charity. That's not a great look. Um, I I think that, I mean, I think there is a conversation that needs to be had for sure about, you know, what can we do to to fix this so that it's not a commercial flight for for these athletes and and, and everything like that. But, you know, you're supposed to be there to try to help the league grow and, and help get more attention and, and get more revenue coming in. That's the way that you're going to fix this is that you need to continue to work and, and help it to continue to grow as it has been. And, you know, having the, the NBA players that have been, you know, talking about it and, and, you know, continuing to showcase the WNBA on, on the, you know, the major national uh, TV channels and everything like that, the, the media rights 
is is a step in that right direction. It just you've got to allow it to have that you know opportunity, and then you know having that readily available, it will continue to grow, and this won't be an issue. But to be just asking for like a handout or or donation, you know, and as opposed to let's see what we can do about, you know, I mean, it, it just, it, it, I don't want to say it reeks of desperation, but it's just not a good look. Um, That's embarrassing coming yeah, from an a GM. WNBA GM like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so as far as, you know, this opening weekend goes, you know, looking for stars like Asia Wilson to mm-hmm. find rhythm. You know, some people picked her as the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping an eye on the health of Elena Deladon. Mm-hmm. Uh, can the Liberty um, win with this roster that they have tooled up and is finally healthy now? Um, can the one, Indiana one Fever come from the slums and win some games with that young crew? One for three. Uh, Will the sky repeat? Um, Can the Sparks make the playoffs with this new squad they have? This newly assembled roster. Can the Storm win a championship and cement themselves as one of the three dynasties in WNBA history? It's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of storylines here. And and one thing I want to bring up really quick, and it's something I want to expound on one day because it's quite a question, and there seems to be some more care in this still. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe teams actually care because I've heard them say they don't care. Um, The Commissioner's Mm -hmm. Cup. So I have asked in the past, like, you know, coaches, players, are you guys playing up for tonight's Commissioner's Cup game? You guys, y'all, is there any meaning behind tonight's Commissioner's Cup game? You know, play, you know, teams and players are just, you know, they're playing for the championship at the end of the season. That's the end goal. Yeah. And they don't yeah. give second thoughts to the Commissioner's Cup stuff. If they no. win and happen to be in the little championship game for a little raise, a little bonus, extra money, then cool. But mm-hmm. they don't go, they don't think about it at all. Not until it's like, no. hey, you're playing da-da-da for this much money. Then it's like, oh, word? Then <laughs> they'll think about Commissioner's Cup game. I think that is the yeah. only time Commissioner's Cup games are on WNBA players' minds. Uh, yeah. So only of the, the teams in the championship uh, last year, which I believe it was uh, Seattle and uh, Connecticut, I think. Yeah, and Seattle blew them out. So. Yeah. So, the only teams that cared were those two teams when they got there because there was money on the line. Yeah. Other than that, anybody else, you know, throughout the season, it is not on their mind. And it's just so it's kind of annoying to me that we're kind of forcing that. Why don't we just, I don't know. Do we really need to point out any of these, you know, commissioner's cup games until we've gotten to like, you know, maybe, maybe start highlighting like, you know, mid season and then have it build from there to the commissioner's cup, you know, I championship mean, for, for race. I don't ever want to highlight it to be honest. I mean, yeah. it has no, I'm kind of right me. there with you. It's got no bearing to me. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, there's, there's two commissioner's cup games tonight. The only one that's not is sparks dream, Liberty mm-hmm. sky, storm Mercury, both Commissioner's Cup games. Do you think mm-hmm. any of those players are thinking about the fact that it's a Commissioner's Cup game? No, they just want to win in general. If it helps them get to that money, awesome. If it yeah. doesn't, 
whatever. And but nobody plays up for these games in any no. aspect until it's time to literally play for the money in one game that you play for the money. Yeah. Uh, that championship. And you get, then you get a nice little fancy trophy that doesn't really mean anything, but it looks cool. I think I think what the the reason behind it is so that it's like when you get to that point, it's not like you can go back and say, "Well, how did they get there?" Like you have it, you know, the players I, aren't playing up for it, but at the same time, you can, as a fan, you can find out, like, "Oh, this is how they got there." Because they I hate the infatuation this. with the in season tournament, though. Like, what is I, with know. the NBA and the WNBA? With you know, we have to have this in-season tournament. What what sense it's, does it make? Like it's, it doesn't. It's because they want to have something similar to March Madness. They want that, you know, like any okay. given well, here's, night kind of. Here's what I'll accept now, and this is maybe something that you can clip later. Here's okay. what I'll accept now. Instead of you know, with this new playoff format, let's try now what the NBA is doing and have a play-in for two teams. Two teams. Have that little, mm-hmm. have those last two teams, you know, have the play, have just one little play in bracket, you know, seven versus eight, nine versus 10, and then play for, you know, those seedings on that end. Then you can still have your little energetic, uh, you know, one and done scenario thing and still have your technically in season tournament style thing, but not have this commissioner's cup thing. And maybe just, I don't know, take that money that's in the commissioner's cup and just put it in player salaries you know that's just just in general for everybody just a, yeah just a thought. or you know maybe add it to a bonus uh you know a bonus for the all-stars i don't know uh all-star bonus starters for the get, champion yeah. get a bonus all-star starters get a bonus not just yeah. all-stars or something like yeah. whatever all-stars get paid for being all-stars if there's any extra for that i actually don't know but uh if you're a starter then you get that extra boom like you're the best of the best here's mm-hmm. this bread yeah. So, just a thought. Good, know, good idea, know, Kathy good idea. and Gilbert, if you're listening right now. You know, just just know that I care about this league. I'm just trying to help you out. Just give me some more fresh ideas. If y'all want to hire me, that'd be even better. Cause I'm tired of content teams stealing my stuff. I'm not gonna call anybody out. I'll just leave <laughs> it at that. But, but yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a fun season. Uh, got so got games on tap tonight. Um, would you like to do a quick pick them for i guess we we could through the weekend through the weekend all right let or me pull up my through tuesday i mean i could just give you them i got them all here okay i was gonna say i've, I've got it right here too i just had to uh get my phone out okay you don't even need all it right. just answer the questions okay uh liberty sky tonight liberty at sky chicago okay give me the liberty all right sparks at the dream tonight i'm going to take the sparks I'm also taking Sparks. Storm at Mercury. I'm going to take Phoenix at home. Give me the Storm. Storm uh, Mercury start 0-2. I, I thought about the Storm, but you know I think... Hmm. All right. No games on Thursday. To Friday we go. Oops. I accidentally skipped again. To Friday we go. Wings at Mystics. Mystics. Prove me wrong, though. Dang. Wings. Uh, Aces at Dream. Vegas. Aces. And Fever at Liberty. New York. Liberty. Yep. And Saturday. Sky at Lynx. Um, 
As much as I want to take Minnesota to win their first game, I'm going Chicago. Sky, yes, indeed. Mercury at Storm. This is where Seattle gets the win at home. I think Seattle gets it again. And Sparks at Sun. Connecticut. Connecticut as well. All right, Sunday matchups. Wings at Liberty. Dallas gets their first win. Wings. Well, wings as well. Uh, Dream at Fever. Atlanta in the 1v2 matchup. Indiana. Okay. And no games on Monday. Let's go ahead and do Tuesday, the day before we record another episode. Mystics at Wings. Mystics again. But prove Wings me wrong. at home. But prove me wrong. Wings at home. Sun at Liberty. Connecticut. Connecticut, indeed. Dream at Fever. Indiana. Fever again. Mercury at Aces. Vegas. Mercury. Okay. Lynx at Sparks. Los Angeles. Give me the Sparks. Give me Minnesota to finally win something. I had them winning earlier, so. Well, I I did. <laughs> I know you I, didn't. <laughs> so. I had to give them winning something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this, is, uh, this has been a bunch of fun. Yeah. Um, it's going to be definitely a, a great season. Um, you know, I really hope EDD stays healthy because, you know, for the most part, she hasn't been as considered in MVP talks, but you know, if she, you know, I don't know, finishes this week, you know, you know, she's playing every other game, but if she's getting buckets like 20 and seven or nine or something, whatever, every game, then I'll put in whatever MVP bet, you know, whatever her odds are right now, I'll, I'll throw it down. Yeah, I'll throw it down. Let's actually I, ahead, let me let me quickly look at her odds right now. I hope so she I stays healthy them. too, Drew. Oh man, I miss watching her play basketball, dude. Oh yeah, I miss watching her play basketball. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Um, ooh, I don't know if we have futures for the W anymore. I think it was only championship picks that we had. Uh, yeah, until the season started, maybe. Well, okay, so I'm not gonna be able to see where she's at right now, MVP odds. Yeah. Well, not on not on that side anyway. Let's see. Maybe uh, before the Lena season M V P odds. Oh, is that last year? Okay, five days ago on the Action Network. They said that Atlanta Deladon ooh, Atlanta Deladon sitting at a plus twelve hundred. Fifth best odds really? for MVP. That's a yeah. good I'd slap $20 on that. He's behind Enrique it, at plus I, 900. I would, be, I would be, I would be too. Yeah, I would be too if I had that extra moolah for, you know, some DraftKings bets right now. Heck, now. You, you could put $2 <laughs> on it and still make, you know, get your half tank if it wins. <laughs> That's <laughs> not bad. Yeah. That's a good uh, point. I, I got to wait for the, I got to wait for the cash to, to, Come in first. Yeah, but. John Quell, third best odds at plus four twenty-five. Stewie yeah. at plus four hundred, and Asia with the best mm-hmm. at plus three hundred. Yeah. So far, it's probably looking like some of those are going to shift here. Um, I would expect the next time it, yeah. they get a chance with probably Asia dropping down, and Enrique dropping down, and EDD going up. Sabrina yeah. maybe and- going up. Stewie probably a little bit too, you know. Yeah, so good stuff. All right. 
okay, good games dude. this season. Make sure you guys uh, and and shouts out to our winner um, of WNBA League Pass. We had that giveaway. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying it, Michelle, and you're listening to this episode. Uh, hope you're enjoying League Pass. Uh, League Pass has its its pros and cons, but hey, it's free. It um, is free. So you get to enjoy this be- league in its entirety. If you miss games, you can go back and watch it. If you want to get it, get more into the WNBA, you don't have any shows to watch. You just want to go watch some good players play basketball. You can go back in some archives go. and you can catch some stuff. So check all that out for sure. Absolutely. Um, WNBA's 26th season going to be a really good one. Um, looking forward to it. And uh, make sure you guys check out WNBA lead and all that we got going on over there. Um. All right, BJ. Uh, time to play a little game. Probably about time to play a little uh, gamey game. Yeah, a gamey Ooh. game indeed, Drew. Yeah. With it or quit it. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're not familiar with how we play with it or quit it, normally either Drew or I will ask each other if we do not have a guest five questions related to all things. Well, not just basketball, but we can expand and and go beyond the world of basketball and just basically five opinions and we have to give our opinion as to whether we are with that or if we're going to quit it so ready here we go with number one number one all right drew a lot of noise was made here in the past couple of weeks with the dallas mayor eric johnson saying that the city should be given a second NFL team. They are the, mm. they are growing to the point where they would be the biggest city in the country without two NFL teams. So, Drew, are, do you agree? Do you think Dallas should have two NFL teams? Are you with it? Are you going to quit it? Um, I'm a mixed bag, but for one reason and one reason only, uh, I would quit it. I'm going to say quit it, though. Okay. Well, I'll explain. I'll, I'll explain in entirety. So, I would normally be for it because, whoa, more football here. Two teams. Like, I don't even know. Some some people may want to switch allegiances and go to the other team because they're tired mm-hmm. of holding on to the Dallas Cowboys fandom for so long. Um, you know, it would be fun. It would be good for the city. Exciting. Uh, you know, maybe that would give a lot of people more opportunities and stuff in the NFL and things like that. Uh, open yeah. doors for people like you and me. Um, mm-hmm. but, 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 traffic in Dallas would suck so much. It already more, does. <laughs> even more than it does right now. It would probably co- probably be comparable to LA traffic, and I don't want to live in that world, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, well, and, and especially and they... once I moved to Dallas, you know, that would just, yeah, and that that would be by yeah. the time that football team got there. Yeah. yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't want to bear that. Well, and they talked about like what what the possibilities would be. Like, you know, would they build a new stadium? Would the the second team play at AT and T, and and then another team be in a different stadium? Would the Cowboys go up to like Frisco for the time being, or or what? I can't imagine that Jerry would want to leave behind AT and T Stadium, uh, you know, for another team, especially because he's not going to want another team to compete in his market. But if they build a new stadium, they talked about possibly having it in South Dallas. And I will say, in terms of the best view of the Dallas city limit and the, the skyline, everything like that, that would make perfect sense for the new stadium if they did decide to do that. Now, 
I mean, there's not a whole lot of areas that I can think of that you could put a stadium yeah, anywhere not around. More, not so. with the, all the buildings that have been been around in that city, Dallas. Yeah, like I know you've seen that picture sometime before, like the AAC uh, mm-hmm. surroundings twenty years ago compared to now. Like everything yeah. built and all the structures around it and the limited parking and what we already have to deal with right now. Yeah. Um, thankfully, shouts out to credentials getting me good garage parking. That's always nice. But yes. I remember the days of going to the games and having to park, you know, blocks away for like 20, 25 bucks and still having to yeah. you know, walk all the way there and things like that and you yeah. know, pay those crazy prices. So you really spend mm-hmm. the bag on the Mavs games, even if you get cheap seats. Yeah. Um, so uh, definitely a bit, uh, bit ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it would be cool just because of the experiences, you know, more football, you know, another team here. And all that, but you know, traffic it would just be crazy. Make no it more. even worse. Yeah. yeah, just make it so much worse. And um, you know, it's not like even if they do bring another team here, it's not like that team's gonna overtake Dallas and you know, Cowboys and popularity or anything. That's freaking America's no. team. You yeah. know, Jerry Jerry knows how to get the money in there. So I mean, it's it's never gonna truly rival the Cowboys popularity wise. Yeah. You know, it could be a better football team. That's always a possibility, depending on <laughs> who they bring in and, you know, personnel and all that, but it'll never be a more popular team unless, you know, it just became a perennial winner all of a sudden, which would just be, Oh my gosh, the town might melt down and, you know, you might, might not have a single Cowboys fan here anymore. I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't know. There's. A, I. I don't think you'd lose a lot would, though if a new yeah. a new football team came to town and won a and championship before Dallas Cowboys did. Yeah. Woo! Jumping. I just ship. don't get. I mean, you know, you could talk about like if there are national sense in terms of Cowboys fans that don't live here, that would definitely jump ship. But I think the ones that are you know true and blue here in, in the DFW area would not as easily jump ship to the winning team they might they might be tempted to especially if it's like year one compared to like 27 ongoing years of misery or whatever for dallas cowboy fans but i don't know it'd be interesting though but we don't think it's gonna happen so all right drew number two so you're given the option on your birthday by the way it's coming up here in a couple months isn't it yeah three yeah so uh, for your birthday, as opposed to a gift that you don't really care for, just give me the cash. With it or quit it? Depends on how much cash. Depends Some... on the gift, how much the gift costs, too. Yeah, I, like, I don't know if you... I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't really get gifts or money either way, <laughs> Oh, wow. That's really a difficult Not thing. even for a birthday, man. No, I don't get, I don't get expletive. <laughs> get nothing, you know? I really? get more. I get more from, like, new people and friends than I do from old people and friends. So, like, wow. for example, uh, my WNBA friend, Erica McCall, that has the same birthday as me that I call Twin. She's been on the show. Mm-hmm. Um she sent me $25 for our birthday. Look at and, that. And, uh, you know, I didn't get squat from a lot of other So I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I just kind of take what I can get. Uh, preference, I mean, if you got a hookup, I mean, like, I don't really care how much the gift is. I mean, but if you're giving mm-hmm. me a card, like, 
why are you giving me a card? You might as well just said happy birthday verbally. Yeah. I don't, I'm, what am I going to do with this card, bro? <laughs> He's going to put it in my drawer and yeah, never look at it again. Like, yeah. Oh, thanks for these corny words that you didn't think of. Here you go. Unless there's cash in it, or whatever. unless there's cash in it, like thanks for a third of a tank of gas for that twenty bucks. It's awesome, man. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I don't know. Just depends on if you. Let's just let's say it's, I don't know, a two hundred dollars or a two hundred dollar gift card to Nike, two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it just depends, I guess. Or or like like a, uh, a I just jersey for a gift at all. Or or a jersey that doesn't fit from Nike versus like the two hundred dollars that you could go buy the jersey that does fit or something. Like let just in that instance, two hundred dollars. All right. All right, Drew. Number three. I'm gonna shift gears here. So, excluding the Neapolitan flavors, which are chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. Oh, Best ice cream flavor is Rocky Road. With it, quit it. Quit it. Quit it. Quit it. Uh, I actually don't know if I've even ever had it, but I believe it's a. a it's uh, Rocky Road's kind of a dark colored ice cream, right? I think it's it's chocolate with marshmallows. If I'm yeah, not mistaken, yeah, no, I'm not a chocolate guy at all, so it wouldn't be good at all to me. So absolutely not. Quit it. Okay. Cookies and cream is better anyway. Look at that. I like cookies and cream, too. How about that? That's ice cream. All right, Drew. Number four. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about what is coming up after uh, after retire, like after a playing career ends. So uh-huh. the most recent example, uh, Fox has acquired the rights to Tom, Tom Brady. Brady, yes. And he will be heading to the booth as soon as he retires. Goat. When you've got Brady as your lead analyst on Fox, Romo as your lead analyst on CBS, Aikman going over to Monday Night Football. Out of those three, the best analyst of the game and and who will be your most favorite will end up being Brady. With it or quit it? I don't know. I haven't heard him in the booth, so I don't know what he's going to be like. Uh, So I'm going to say quit it and default to Tony right now. Uh, uh, I already like Tony better than Aikman. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I feel like Aikman sometimes gets in his feelings or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's jealous of some other quarterback sometimes, and he tries to hold on to like I got three Super Bowls, <laughs> but he's not a better quarterback than most of these suckers in the league right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, Romo's just Romo's intelligent. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Tom Brady's gonna be the exact same way. I know Brady's smart uh, and. You know, I like the way he detailed things in that man of the arena on ESPN plus BJ, please watch that when you get a chance. I, yeah. That that's going to, that's going to be Great some show. summer, summer uh, catch up while you only get nine episodes the... though. Cause the 10th one that he was going to make, well, you know, I thought it make it now. It's got to wait until he retires and starts becoming an analyst. So now it's going to be a 10th episode. He's probably going to give us another season and give us the Bucks stuff now. Yeah. I, again, I thought I God. saw, I thought I saw that there was another episode that had dropped. Like all 10 episodes were dropped. I don't, I don't it know. Was, it was I'll, a while later, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'll, I'll check. But if it is, yeah. I'm watching it tonight. Yeah. Um, I need to, I need to catch up. That's going to be summer. Uh, not summer reading like you used to have required for school, yeah. but that's going to be summer viewing. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But we'll see. You know, I expect uh, Tom Brady to be a good analyst for sure. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's probably his best attribute. Uh, one of his best attributes as a quarterback, just his knowledge of the game and, uh, 
everything he's learned, like through his experiences of coming in as a backup, you know, taking over as a guy, uh, becoming the guy, getting mm-hmm. hurt, you know, not winning for a while, then, you know, winning, winning again. Uh, but yeah, I expect him to be like, like, like Tony. I just don't know if I'll like him more than Tony as a broadcaster uh, and as an analyst. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It's definitely possible. Right. We will see indeed. And, and we will, you know, I mean, there's already talk that if uh, the Buccaneers don't play in the Super Bowl, Fox broadcast the Super Bowl next year, Brady could go and, and call go the Super straight Bowl. Into it and, and the first the game. I think that would be way too much pressure. I think you got to let him have yeah, you know, some that's... other games before calling a, a po- like a, a Super Bowl kind of game, and that yeah. wouldn't also that also wouldn't be fair to Greg Olson, well, who's going to be working with Kevin Burkhardt this the year. The only thing is, like, I feel like it might not be too much pressure on Brady. It would be pressure if he was going in to do play by play after his career. But I think going in to be a color analyst is just natural. He just goes in there and he's going to be talking about football and the yeah. teams he's already studied that year. He already knows, so he can mm-hmm. just you know, right off the rip, you know, what they ran against them, what mm-hmm. he thinks they're going to run right here. You know, that would, it would probably be the best bit of analyst you'll get from him, you know, cause we'll just get, you know, fresh out of yeah. season Tom Brady knowledge into this, maybe even some yeah. emotion in it. I don't know, but I don't it know. Could, I think it'd be could really be. good. It very well could be. I think you're right. I think we'll have to see obviously what, uh, what comes of that and, and if it's possible, but it will be interesting to say the least. All right, Drew, last but not least, number five, the Dallas stars currently in a first round series with the Calgary flames. It's tied at two games apiece, shifting gears to Calgary for a potential game five on Wednesday night. The Dallas stars will prevail in this first round series. They got to win two out of three, basically. With it or quit it. Man. I don't know. How how frequently do four seeds beat one seeds in NHL? Well, I mean, uh it's not necessarily I, I don't think you can really look at it as a four seed versus a one seed. I think you gotta look at like, you know, how often does a team that had like 46 wins beat a team that had X number of wins or a team that had 98 points in the regular season beat a team that had like 113 points or, or 115 or something like that. And I think the answer is, I mean, they've already done it twice. They won on the road in game two. They won at home in game three. What they did they, are, what was the losing score of game four? So they lost game four. I believe it was, it was three to two or it was three to one or three to two. Uh, I'll double check on that. But yeah, come uh, see if it was three to one. I knew they got at least one goal, but I'm pretty sure they got a second later on when it didn't matter. Not um, time goal. It was actually four to one, and it was a four to empty one. Net. Um, it was, a, and it was an empty netter that it was a three to one score that, and then they got an empty netter. Calgary did that made it four to one. With I'm like saying seconds quit it. to go. Oh, I'm gonna say quit it. Um. I like the stars, obviously. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. as into hockey yet, but if I'm going to adopt a team, it is this. It is these guys. I mean, yeah. I remember watching them in the playoffs on their uh, journey to try and get another Stanley Cup not too long ago. Mm-hmm. 2020, but, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think 
they're going to get past these guys. You know, they got those key wins, but, you know, Calgary now was able to stretch that to a 4-1 victory. Big, big little margin there. Even if that last goal was open net, still a, uh, at least a two puck or two goal margin of victory. So, you know, once, once a, uh, a team like that smells blood in the water, they're going to try and go ahead and just, you know, bite your neck off here. So, I think they go ahead and try and put things together, take care of business. I would love to be wrong, Mr. BJ, but I think the Flames are going to send our Dallas Stars home. I, I hope you're wrong because, I mean, three of the first four games were decided by one goal. Uh, and so I think that game four is not an indicator of where the series is going. I think it's I hope you're right. really close. Uh, and, I mean, if even if it takes seven, I hope that the Stars can pull it off. But – you know, this this talked about as one of the best Stars teams since the, the uh, at least record-wise in the regular season since they went on and, and won the Stanley Cup. But because of how good the Western Conference has been this year, they ended up having to just be a wild card team. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I think you've seen that with the exception of, you know, one series that ended in a clean sweep, there's a whole lot of parity in hockey right now, and any team can get at least, you know, two wins in a given series in the, the NHL postseason this year. So it'll be interesting to see, but Drew, that's with it or quit it. That is indeed with it or quit it. And guys, I held a poll on our Twitter on what type of guest you want our next guest to be. And BJ, do you know what one? An in WNBA player? Yes. Yes, indeed. So we'll see if we can, Get that facilitated, whether it be a guest that's already been here or a new one that mm-hmm. I mentioned before. Maybe try and get Ariel Powers on here, see awesome. what's going on uh, in Minnesota, at least before things get too bad. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, you know, let her get a uh, a good game or two first, and then, and then, to, then see yeah. where she's at. But yeah, I'll check in and uh, see what we can do on the WNBA player front. Mm-hmm. I know I've got at least a couple that would definitely come on. Uh, It'd be awesome so, for those repeat people. So we'll yeah. see what we can do. And uh, definitely in the future, want to get those other options on as well. You know, PR people willing to talk. I know Dallas mm-hmm. is would if I wanted to invite him on. Uh, I know some others would as well. Um, I want to get uh, some of the regular media as well in as some guests. You know, we've had Cam, uh, Camille Buxita from W Slam <laughs> in. want to get some media who are like beat writers. So maybe some people. Uh, from Windsider, if anybody mm-hmm. from Windsider is listening, uh, holla at me. Um, we'll get them on and talk to them, and then you know, just some just some friends and uh, fans of the show. Yeah, uh, maybe pop you in just to kind of chat with us, or at least for a period in time as a guest on here. So maybe got a, a lot full... of interesting things we we'll, yeah. we want to get going during the summertime. Yeah, maybe a full episode of just our guests instead of us. No. <laughs> <laughs> take over we just we moderate the <laughs> chat or something that's not a bad idea we'll hey see. we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but guys make sure you're following us on both twitch uh well i'll take that back follow us on twitter and instagram also follow us on twitch follow mm-hmm. us on twitter and instagram at the underscore lowdown that's t-h-a underscore lowdown on both twitter and instagram and make sure you are uh, who are listening right now follow our twitch page uh, to check these streams out live when we uh, when we do our recordings, so you guys can see this in advance on Wednesday, almost like a subscription type thing. Crazy, huh? Yeah, how about um, that? But uh, yeah, 
Um, make sure y'all check that out and uh, drop some follows on all our platforms. And make sure you guys uh, drop a rating and review on those platforms that allow you to. I know Spotify's got ratings now. I don't know about reviews, but ratings for sure. But Apple's definitely got both. So drop those for us. Help us get some exposure out there. Uh, meet some new people, new friends of the show, and things like that. So mm-hmm. without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of The Lowdown, another edition of Around the Association, uh, hitting a myriad of topics within our leagues and some very wonderful with it or quit it. But without further ado, that's it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week week.